Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to be my friend, you had better go and get a pen. And maybe we can keep in touch. Like they did in the old days, it wasn't so long ago. Oh, and I wish you well. Oh, sign your pen. Sign your I like it. Hey, Rory, guess which one of us has a brand new TV show coming out tomorrow? On the day that we were, are you the fucking kidding drops. me, dude? You got a show. Yeah, You're doing dude. A show. Yep. Fuck. A half Fuck. hour before yours drops, mine's coming out. I'm hitting that. I'm first to market, man. I learned that. We had no shows, and now we have way too many shows. I learned about being first to market and how important that is. So I'm first to market, bro. First to market. That's that's a big deal. Um, yeah, for anybody who is a fan of uh pen pals or daniel or myself i'd like to believe you probably have already seen word of this but if you have not thursday may 7th tomorrow Mm -hmm. after um the daily show on comedy central which i believe is now a 45 minute episode so robbie the premiere of robbie a show that i've been working on for over two years is finally premiering after the Daily Show tomorrow night at around eleven thirty, eleven forty-five ish, and then immediately following that, the entire season will be available to binge through the streaming service called YouTube, uh, Comedy Central's YouTube, Comedy Central's app, Comedy Central's website. It's out there. It's out there to be to be binged. Hell yeah, dude! And if you like it, I please ask for you to tell everyone about it. Join us to watch that premiere. It'll be now. Are you doing? It's gonna any, be fun. I'm excited you, to watch. Are you doing it. any sort of live Q and As, or do you have any fun stuff planned as you promote? I think it? I might post something on my. If you're following me on Instagram, I'll probably post something. There's been talk of maybe like a a live viewing kind of thing, but I I don't know that I'm in love with that idea because while that is fun, it also 
you know, then people aren't watching the thing. Right. Plus, you're already <laughs> doing that. To me, it feels a little too distracting, but uh, Plus, you're, who already, knows? I don't you're know. already doing that for Varsity Blues. Wait, what's it called? Friday Night Lights? <laughs> for Friday Night Lights, yeah. yeah. You're already doing that, so you don't want to overcommit. I love that our idea was that we put on Friday Night Lights and, and people just kind of watch us watch it. <laughs> Which I don't know if we were doing kind of a mystery science theater kind of thing to it. Yeah. Uh, but we don't want be... No, you just want to soak it in. Friday right. Night Lights is real. Or oh, maybe I'll it's... just watch Friday Night Lights on my own. But guess what, Roar? Last yeah. Saturday was the Ocho on ESPN. ESPN yeah. the Ocho. Yeah. And I recorded a lot of stuff on there. If you and I ever want to do again what we did with American Gladiators. We have... What is the Ocho? The Ocho is like every crazy quote-unquote sporting event that ESPN gives the full treatment to. So, for example, I recorded a mini-putt tournament. I recorded lawnmower races. I I recorded the Mackinac Island uh, 4th of July stone skipping contest. I recorded some heads up. I recorded... um, Oh, there was two other things. Oh, I recorded the World... uh, the world The World Tetris Championship in portland if Oregon. people if people are willing to if like if espn is willing to send cameras and a crew mm-hmm. to capture the stone throwing yeah in Mackinac competition Island, Michigan. yeah why why not send just like a two camera crew to film me and my friends play golf i guarantee you i know it would be so entertaining i guarantee that so much let's talk to them and uh, yeah people are like yeah but that's a whole Four or five hours. Four or you give you give four comedians four hours of playing golf and joking around. You'll hear some. Of They're the going to give bits. you 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 cut that down to twenty two minutes. That's going to be a tight twenty two minutes of comedy. Oh yeah. Uh, I also recorded the uh, world slippery stairs competition, where people yeah. compete to make it to the top of a staircase covered in. All right, loop. now that I cannot compete with. That I cannot that I, honestly. There's no comedy in the world that can compete. So with we that. have all these recorded. If we ever want to do something like that again, where you and I will <laughs> comment on, uh, and I'll tell you, my favorite is uh, Tetris and the marble races. The marble races. What is the great. wait? What did you? What's the marble race? It's they like build like in a yard, like a whole pathway with obstacles and ramps and stuff, and then they just release a whole bunch of marbles at the top, and you watch them make their all the way down to the end, and they call it like it's a race of people. Like it's like that is incredible. Yeah, like it's a downhill skiing race is how they call it. I got. I'm in the wrong thing. No, you're in the right thing. I'm gonna build. I'm gonna look online and just start building a marble thing that like starts in my daughter's room and goes through the whole house. That's gonna be most of us by the end of quarantine. Like elaborate. Remember the game mouse. Remember the game mousetrap. Yes. Yeah, we're gonna all be having the most like. Incredible Rube Goldberg setup. Yeah, remember house. like all the all of the things to make the the gate open for Chunk. We're all gonna have that, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I could get us Chunk to help do it. And Data, so friends of so bizarre to have met to have met him. He's my lawyer. Uh, I, I know, I know, but so in crazy that he's like, yeah, he's nice, a really good entertainment lawyer. Like so. Bizarre. <laughs> it's just so that's so it's great. It's truly great, but it's so bizarre. I, I was agree. on a flight when ground floor came out. Mm-hmm. This is fun. I don't know if people know this. I didn't know this till the day this happened, but 
when you go to upfronts, uh, upfronts for TBS were in New York City. And so, and for, I think, a few different uh, places, but um, a few different networks. But uh, so from L.A., everybody who was on these TBS shows, we all got onto a plane where the entire plane was first class. Literally, I'd never seen that in my life. Whoa. It was the entire plane was two-seater first-class seats from the back front all the way to the back. And it was just filled up with all of these people from various TBS shows. And I sat behind Vince Vaughn and the kid from A Christmas Story. Oh, Peter Billingsley? Yeah. Where did I pull that out of? I don't know, but nice, nice job. I sat behind the two of them uh, because this was when he had the, uh, I think the Sullivan's yeah Sullivan show, so yeah Sullivan's on Steve Byrne show. Uh, I think Vince Vaughn was a producer of that, Um, Uh. and that Peter Billingsley I think is his. I don't know if they're still partners, but that was one of his partners at the time. And I I was just that whole flight. I was like, this is so bizarre. I'm sitting behind and like literally looking, going, this is crazy, and then. Every 20 minutes, a flight attendant coming up to you and asking if you want anything off the menu. And you have a menu of appetizers, entrees, like desserts. Cheesecake factory? Literally anything. Whatever. And it was, a, it, was, it was a more extensive menu than you would think for a plane. Wow. There was like shrimp cocktail. I'm in, dude. And like just drinks. Let's but every 20 it. minutes, someone's like, you need anything? And it's just like... Uh, like you got to a point where you're like, I can't. There's not another thing I could put into my body. You got to. Yeah. <laughs> just like, can I just sit behind Vince for a little bit right now? <laughs> um, okay. So, but back to what matters. The dress up gang is out. People should be. I'm sorry. Robbie is coming out tomorrow. Dri- but also, that's I a know, good. Uh, that's good to hype that. I, I, I wasn't thinking about that. Uh, yeah. I will say for anyone who does, I want to be clear. There. And and I this will be a, a longer explanation maybe than than people expect, but they, I I am aware that we live in in such strange times. I'm aware that right now is bizarre. Mm-hmm. The truth the truth is we turned in the last episode of Robbie back in September, and from that moment on, Comedy Central has become a a different place. They were they were they were changing as a network. Even then, yeah. and they're especially doing that now uh, in quarantine. They're just becoming a different place. And so uh, for a long time, people would ask me, when is your show coming out? And I kind of was like, truthfully, I don't. I actually don't know if it will ever come out. You know, that happens. Uh, the Dress Up Gang is a really good point, a uh, really good uh, thing to bring up. That show was two made for TBS two years ago. And they didn't do anything with it. And then those guys put it online and it got some attention. And then TBS still was like, take it offline. So they took it offline. And then they released a sketch they did called Cute House, which I'm sure so many people have seen. Oh, it's so good. Um, and then TBS was like, you know, they are in quarantine. TBS was like, all right, yeah, we'll put it up on the app. Something they could have done a long time oh, ago. Nice. And I, I, I'm not on that side of the table uh, at any of these networks. So I, I don't know why... They make decisions that they make, and I couldn't tell you if they're good or bad decisions. I'm not privy to sure. the information sure. that they have as to what guides them in their uh, their process. But I will say what I am privy to is is how difficult it is to make a TV show, um, to concoct an idea <laughs> that you then go pitch, mm-hmm. that you then start to 
employ people to help you make mm-hmm. that you then you then start creatively any idea you have with any group of people is never going to look the way it looked in your mind when you thought of it you have to surrender yourself to the process of knowing that a bunch of different artists are going to pick and pull at this thing and um that's that's what this this show was the fact that we got it made and I actually really like it is I I it's even if no one ever saw it I was very proud of of what it is and now knowing that tomorrow night people can actually uh see it and I know that I I I feel like when we talk on our show I feel like we are talking to people who and I I use I want to use the phrase who get it yep that's exactly what I was going to say because to me if you listen to this show and you are a huge fan of this show and you don't get it, I want you to know you are such an anomaly to me. You're insane. You're truly insane. I couldn't understand liking this show right. and not being a person who gets it. And I'm not saying that that me and Daniel and Noah and everybody who listens to this show Noah, yeah. are these people who are we're just right about stuff and I don't think that we are this this like prideful like ah we're in our club and you know right. I, there there are those type of people but if you listen to the show and you like it and you hear Daniel and I the jokes that we make and you hear the the level of uh compassion and 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 respect that we try to give to the people who give that to us um if you're also a person who's an asshole, I'm truly surprised that you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. And you might be listening going, yeah, but Roy, I think you're an asshole. And you know what? Hey, maybe there's a whole other sub sub right. story to this rant. But for, for what I mean by saying all that is uh, you make this show and you put it out and and there will be people who, you know, I think will be surprised that this is the kind of show that I made because this show isn't my stand-up and it's not it, it's me playing a character that I we altered and changed to fit into a show for a story that we really liked and you know it came out to be what it is and I I I'm excited I the reason I bring all this up is because I just read a comment not that long ago where someone's like oh I hope it doesn't end up like John Mulaney's show where we love him but we absolutely hated his show and it's like <laughs> I get, I get that. I get what you mean, and I understand but why that. Why do you go into it with that energy? But I go. I under. I I know, and I, I bring that up because I I have heard John Mulaney say that he really likes his show uh, that they made, yeah. and I I am here also to to tell people in advance. I I really like the show that we made. I think it will surprise people to be the the type of show that it is. That it's a show that I think could honestly be on any network, uh, really. But. Uh, if you are listening to this right now and you are the kind of person that wants to let me know you didn't like the show, just hear me right now. I am so surprised that you are here. <laughs> yeah. Also, even if you are here and you end up not, it wasn't your cup of tea, Rory doesn't need to know that either. Hey, I know I know people listening right now. There, uh, there are going to be people that do not like the show. It's an impossibility that 100% of the people are like we all love it. Like, well, some of you are lying to yourselves cuz there's no it's just no it's just not real. Right. But anyone also, who wants you... to let me know you didn't like it. Like I said, so shocked that you listened to our show. <laughs> but also or, Rory, when you make something personal or specifically good to you, it's impossible for everyone to like it. Be- uh, yeah. Because but that's art. That's exactly. art. Exactly. 
Exactly, dude. Art that caters to people is not art. All right, if there are people that are making stuff and they're trying to satisfy all of their... I mean, we've talked about it before. Since quarantine, the amount of followers I've lost on Instagram. I don't post anything on Instagram because I care if you like it. If you do like it, that's great. Maybe we have stuff in common, but if there there has there is stuff here's a perfect example i am very close friends with daniel van kirk very there is stuff he has posted on instagram that i could give two shits what? about that i have no what? i might read it and be like this doesn't relate to me or i don't care about it i don't then go hey daniel fix it this needs to be what i want it to be daniel's instagram and daniel's life is exactly that I'm following him because I'm interested in that. Yeah. If if you think I'm if you think Daniel is interested into 100% of the things I say and do, you're crazy cuz that's a fa- that's a fake well, relationship. Not now I'm out. Yeah, well, now I I knew I lost you today because of honesty. Let's never forget it was honesty that drove Daniel away. Um <laughs> no, but you're you know right. what I mean? Yes. You know what I mean? It's like there's no we're artists. It, we critique each other internally even on like what we're doing on stage we love each other as stand-up comics because we we exist in this similar similar kind of uh energy yes but it doesn't mean everything i've ever said you're sitting there laughing at like you're a crazed fan you're an artist and some of it you go i don't i get what i get it but whatever and you move on right that's life the people that like the people that want to let you know or you didn't. You, know, you you did me you, wrong today. Like, yeah, that's okay. You man. know where the digital door is. Just go through the go. door. I've gone through the door. People have posted stuff, and I've been like, I'm out. I can't. Right. And I don't need feel the need to tell them. <laughs> I've gone to some friends and been like, take that down. You don't yeah. want that out there. Take yeah. that down. Just don't don't make me lock the door on you. I don't want to lock the door. But uh, anyways, all that rant that kind of made no sense. Uh, yeah, it's the, the this is a strange time. Uh I I know that Daniel had told me that that this was mentioned last week and I'm I'm almost certain I've brought him up uh on other occasions. Um but last the, the this week has been crazy. Mm-hmm. Um Thursday last Thursday night, uh my landlord suffered a heart attack and passed away. And we we have lived in in his house and we've known him for about three and a half years. You guys, yeah, you share the same property. We share the same property. He lives in a house in the back. When I'm on the road, he is he is here. He's a part of our lives. He's a part of my family. He is friends with my wife. He's like a grandfather to my daughter. And this past uh, two months during quarantine, 48 days, uh, I believe is what it was, he really became even a bigger part of our uh, family mm-hmm. and became so much more to me who is now home more than I've ever been in my life. Um, we would have coffee in the morning. It was the four of us quarantined together. So we were really like a, a group and uh, we would have coffee in the morning and we would have meals together uh, on his back deck. And we would go, we really started gardening and fixing uh, the house up Um I, I say all that just because, one, I kind of just need to say it, knowing that I, it's weird. I don't, there isn't a way to really honor him traditionally, yeah. Um, given the circumstances. And 
I've never experienced a death like this. My my family and friends who have passed away have always been I've been physically far away from them the moment it the moment that it's happened and I've also or too young. Yeah, or too young or you know in in the case of of anyone recently it was somewhat uh foreseeable um in terms of family old me my grandparents and my one of my best friend uh so this was something I I hadn't experienced before and I I will say it's now been almost a week and uh it it is a legit trauma. Yeah. We we're we're me and my wife and my kid are we're given the circumstances of quarantine we're in a a very strange <laughs> darkness. This is a very strange traumatizing time. We weren't going to do this episode uh today and have anything tomorrow but um i i don't know i think we're all experiencing something and it actually kind of makes me feel good to be here to to actually talk about it you know yeah, this dude. show has been such a constant for for almost two years that getting on here and and saying something you know it, it gives me some kind of a, a space but i i have to say it is it is bizarre but you you want to know who Daniel Van Kirk is Daniel Van Kirk has driven to my house and stood on the porch twice now, given us, uh, you know, time to talk and brought us fucking ice cream like a goddamn <laughs> knows that I'm trying to get in shape and brings that that shit over here. <laughs> he brings us ice cream and games and stuff to do with our kid. And it means a lot to me. Oh, and I, I I love you for that. That that's that's huge when uh when people need it. Uh something like that. I you're you're bigger than me. I haven't been that kind of person to somebody before and it meant a lot. So I I appreciate it. Anytime, man. And I, I uh I commend you, you know, we, Pen Pals is such a place where we draw from our life. We give as you mentioned earlier such compassion and sincere answers to people a lot of times they're inherently funny which is what i love because that's just we'll never not stray too far from that fence but um i you know i think that that part of you being able to like talk about it and say what i'm going to you know going through may serve you in a letter that we get whether that's today or in a couple weeks and for you to not have that opportunity to be like hey so this is my life a little bit and obviously there's a lot of stuff you keep for yourself as as we do but It'll, it would end up maybe put a wall between the way you would answer a letter going forward because you thought, oh, I haven't really addressed that thing or said anything about it. Not to mention, like, yeah, the more part of trauma is understanding a new reality that doesn't feel real. And the more that we talk about something or the more that we present it as a fact in our life, the easy, the more our brain starts to adapt that that is reality and, and, and deal with that trauma because we've said it out loud X amount of times. Yeah. And we've brought that element into other areas of our lives that we now bounce off of. So, yeah, there, it, there's so many, it, it's kind of interesting that I look at it. Like, uh, I feel like this may be one of our, first episodes where i am uh writing a letter to <laughs> i i'm i'm starting yeah the letter first to out to uh everybody uh and you guys um uh it's just when you're faced with that feeling roar of like oh that's gone that's how fucking fast it goes because yeah, we've all been I, in times where like oh we saw this train coming into station for months yes or for i've been years. i've been there yeah i've dealt to, with that and i've uh, and honestly i've dealt with those deaths decently well sure 
But uh, I, I believe that the other night when we got word that, uh, and it, it, we didn't find him or anything. He, he, we, we walked him down to the road where the fire truck showed up for him to get, you know, tested for because he was having chest pains and everything. And it, it kind of seemed like it sort of started to, the, the situation kind of changed while we were out there. And then he was off to the hospital and we were told, you know, check in in a couple hours, which we thought, you know, that's what we should. We, I don't want to call too soon and I don't want to be the people that are, you know, let, let people do their jobs right. instead of bug them. And, um, but I, I got to say, when we got word that he didn't make it, I, I think almost everybody who's ever died in my life, uh, I grieved everybody all at yeah. one time. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I don't know that I understand and and maybe this is a you know maybe it's fitting that this is some sort of a letter to everyone else that I'm I'm now kind of saying but I I I don't know that at 39 I've ever fully understood grief or or how to grieve I think we all just think well when you lose somebody you cry and you feel bad and mm-hmm. and while that does seem to be the case uh it doesn't mean everyone is given the proper tools to understand mentally and emotionally and physically what to do with that loss of energy. I, I, our property now has a whole different energy that it, it is very evident and very clear to me and my wife and my daughter that a very powerful energy that we, it's like the power, excuse me, it's like the power company just went out. Yeah, it's it really feels like some the power just went out. It's like the power just went out, and we're the only house in the neighborhood where the power's gone out, and we don't have any answers as to why we (laughs) what what happened. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Feels like that. It feels like uh, it, it feels like a darkness. And I know that a lot of people relate to this because it's it's how we are as people. I genuinely believe in energies. I believe that. Your physical presence might be one thing for people to to see you if they're capable or smell you or, you know, but people's true, I, I think our true uh, selves, we sense each other and we feel each other's energy. And it's probably something we would actually visually see if we were all without sight. We probably would actually see uh, the energy of other oh, people. For sure, we feel it already. And 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 you feel it as as stand up comics. We it it is actually how we uh, play the music on stage that we play. There mm-hmm. are if you go see Daniel uh, four shows in a row. He could say the exact same jokes in all four shows, and you might be like, "Yeah, but they all felt different." And those are not choice; th- those won't be those won't be rhythmic choices that Daniel made. Those will be reactionary to the 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 space, the energy of the space, the energy of the people, the energy of the the other comedians, the energy of the green room, the energy of the city, the energy of all of these things we thrive on. When you see. When you see Daniel have a show, and I'm just going to keep using you because I feel weird to talk to say it about yourself, but I also know that you understand it too. But yeah. if you go see Daniel and you go, man, he absolutely slayed tonight, know that it's probably because all the things I just listed were at 100. They, they were all at an A+. Plus right. That all Daniel had to do in, was go in and say what he says and 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 fit into the, the energy and make sure all those energies uh, stay up. Yeah. Um, 
but I think it's, it's, I think that's the thing, man, is like the energy you and I talk about, not to get sidetracked, but you and I talk about like this, you know, Zoom comedy, like being a Zoom comic, that you and I don't do the same show. That is not a knock against any person who their love of stand up is, I want to be able to say these things to people. Yeah, no, I I actually envy it to a degree. Me too. But you and I are like, oh, I'm, no, I do. And I'm not just, there's a million comics like us that are probably even better. That My point isn't that. My point is, is that at least I know for Rory and I definitely know for myself, I do the show for the people in that room and, and yeah. that energy is that show. And that's what I'm well, missing it's so much now. It's instruments. Right. You see, there's, you, you, you never go, oh, well, there's only one person who's really good at guitar. It's like, no, there's right. so many people right. who are good at guitar and you might be like, and they're all playing it differently. And it's like, yeah, that's how they like to do it. And yeah. that's just what comes out. When they do it, and Daniel and I's bond is that we kind of play the guitar similarly, so naturally we would have you know this comedic attraction to being like, oh, we both kind of speak the same artistic language that we both get. Yeah, I think uh, I like to think of it as like you and I, and we're not the only ones like this either. We have a very like get on the bus type of comedy. We're like, we walk out onto the stage, we might as well be on a bus, we open up that door, and we just <laughs> yeah. tell this audience to get in. And don't worry about where we're going, just bring yeah, your you'll energy. Like you'll like I just it. want you to be excited to be just there. Just smile. That's it. <laughs> and just get on the bus. And that's kind Yeah, if of, you're smiling, that's all the fuel I need. The then people, I know. Even if you're pretending to smile... That doesn't matter. And you've built you can give me a fake smile. It'll, it's still that's still gasoline. You've built a whole series of shows around you not knowing where the bus is going, but you need people to be in the room to get them on the bus because yeah. the energy is yeah. so much. I wanted to ask you, Rory, as you say, like I kind of feel like you said, uh, you know, you kind of feel like you are writing this letter, and you touched on it. I know it felt like you literally got hit in the face with a pillow sack full of bricks, but like. Yeah. In this time, because there are people listening to us who are dealing with loss and grief, and maybe that's a pet or a breakup or a, a family member or someone who feels like a family member, w- what is it like in this time? And you can say past, brother, and we can go to where we always go. No, I... But I, like in this time, what is it like to have to grieve? Because I have a best friend of mine whose grandpa passed away, yeah. and he then was faced with the reality of like, I can't go to my dad's house to grieve with other people. I don't know what a wake is going to look like. I, how do yeah. we, When does a funeral happen? What is a funeral? So if you are writing this letter, like what for you has it been in this time or what can you speak to where you're like, oh. Uh, I've, ne- I've never felt this sense of like lost. Yeah. Uh, and I and I think there's a like small, on an island lost. Yeah, or? a little bit. Yeah, and I'm grateful that you know uh, for my wife mm-hmm. and for my kid. Um, it's the strangest part about uh, of it is uh, is especially because of quarantine, especially because we kind of just can't go anywhere. But it's especially because the world itself has changed right before this. I was in a state of mind where I was like, you know, the four of us are really holding each other together here. I think that if we really batten down the hatches and we just really take a deep breath and we move slowly in our space, we will find ourselves uh, nurturing each other to get to the other side of this. I think for, I think for, for me, for me personally, four just happens to be some sort of a socially sacred number. 
I I would rather be hanging out with four people than three people mm-hmm. in, in a social setting. Um, I don't know why that is. And maybe other people are trying. Some people want to be by themselves. Some people want to be with one person. Some people want to be three, four, whatever. For me, four feels like it's not too many people to where there can be extensive friction. And it's not so few that you can't have, you know... A teammate. Everyone right. can. You could. Everyone could end up with a teammate in yeah. a discussion. Yeah. And uh, yeah, when it when that changed, I felt the change of that number from four to three. I'm grateful that the three of us is my family and not strangers that I'm 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 with. And I know that there are people out there experiencing this uh, outside of COVID, but maybe even because of COVID, I I don't know. Uh, and also to be clear. We don't have any information yet if it's related to COVID. I would bet so much money that it's not. Right. I I think we've done a really good job. But at the same time, that is something we'll find out. I'm sure he was tested. Um, it feels crazy. It It makes you wonder what is the point of so many things. I mean, we, we sat on that back porch and we talked... Uh, over coffee every morning, it really got me out of bed and it got me excited for the day to go sit for two hours because you have nowhere to go. Right. And when you have nowhere to go and you actually spend two hours with somebody, you not only get to know them, you get to know the version of yourself that they bring out of you. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a somewhat of a selfishness to this, and I I recognize that. But I don't know. That's I'm not true. I'm not only going to to miss uh, this man that I loved. I'm I'm also going to miss the person that he brought out of me because he he pulled out someone that I didn't know was there. The way that I reacted to what he said, or the way that I was intrigued by what he said is that my biggest lesson from all of this is and it's not like I'm great at it it's this whole experience in quarantine and this death has made me really face myself about the things I don't like about myself and the things I don't like that I do um but sitting and paying attention and giving people your time and your energy and really absorbing them. And it's not that we all love each other. It's not that we're all entertained by each other, but they might pull someone out of you that you didn't know was in there. And that's what people, that's what we as social creatures do for each other. And some people don't need that. Some people, like I said, they love solitude and that's great. And there's some people that want to be in a room with a thousand people. They love it. I... I after a show if you if you ask me what did I want to do after a show I'd say what's the slowest quietest bar in town that yeah, serves Guinness I'm the same way I just want a Guinness I want a booth I want good music that's playing yeah, at I a don't, level I don't where I don't a, have to not, yell Yeah it's not that I want to be alone I don't I, I don't slow uh, it yeah down. but I just want to slow it down and if there's someone and this has happened many times too there's someone there who cannot read the social etiquette or the or the vibe of the conversation and they're just draining you but if, if i would say i just want to sit with the 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 that people that also want to talk and also want to listen mm-hmm. i don't want to sit with people that just want to talk right. and i know that because i used to be that person mm-hmm. and and i'm that person on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> We both though. <laughs> this episode particularly. No, but but, these, but that's important. I mean, one quick thing I'll say is uh, yeah. 
I I think of like us going out to dinner after our pen pal show in San Francisco. Like well, that was the yeah. perfect change. We went from a huge hall full of people to like let's go to a quiet little dinner. And, yeah, and with my we went with my sister and her fiance, and it was. Yeah, I mean, Derek Waters tried to ruin it, but other than that, like he it was, tried to, and it was read his, the room. Was buddy. it his birthday? No, it was his girlfriend's. I think girlfriend's birthday. Yeah, uh, read the room. Um, but 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 yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, and I I. I but how do you? I, how are you I mourning? don't like. How are you mourning that? in a time where you feel isolated? Because the the thing to me that I keep hearing is that like. You obviously have signed up for a life with your wife. You obviously are enamored and obsessed in the best ways of loving your child, right? But yeah. y- but your landlord, whose name you said before, so I, we can add it out if you yeah, want to. Scott, but Scott, yeah, Scott. He he was your social circle. You're, you're like that. Oh, this is our outside world. Our outside world yeah. is Scott, and now he's also part of our inside world. So how yeah. in this are you guys? If you don't mind me asking, like, are you how are you mourning that? Is there like, do you do a memorial service for someone that leaves your life during this time that you can't? Well, I told Jordan, I was like, you know, he's the only other human that we have uh, touched yeah. in the past two months. Right. Uh, he's the only other human that we, without masks, were so close to. You know, I mean, we when this all started. We avoided each other at distance for three weeks. And then slowly we were like, I don't think any of us have it. Right. And I don't think it's realistic for us to live like this. And so after three weeks where we felt more confident. Because you're sharing the same space anyway. We're sharing the same exact yard. Right, right. right, You know, there's a middle yard and uh, a... the morning is uh, it's it's very difficult. It went it goes from being crippling, cr- just crippling crying. I I I woke up this morning and just wailed for you know I don't know how long, and I I don't want to do that. And at the same time, I do want to do that because mm-hmm. I it it feels like which is why both things are right. By the way, yeah, it, it's like I you know you don't want to. You don't want to run sprints after practice, but you know that if you do, it might make the game easier. It might make it. And so I, every time I feel it coming on, I don't I don't want to feel it. I don't want to feel the sadness. And yet at the same time, it, that's what grieving is, is this surrendering control, surrendering the illusion of control in this lifetime. Because... Uh, if you gave me a, I said this to a few people, but if you gave me a really good cup of coffee and a, a a bench or a chair and a really great conversation for two hours, there is nothing that you possess better that that is better than that than those moments. Mm-hmm. There isn't something you own. There isn't something, you know, I. I've never liked anybody flaunting anything. I don't. I. I. It just doesn't seem real. And some look at what I have. Look at what I got to do. Right. It always makes me feel real. Like, well, I don't think you really did have that experience, and I don't think you really did care about this thing. I think what you care about is making sure that I know you did this thing. And little do you know that you would actually value more being face-to-face with these people you want to flaunt stuff to and just having dinner with them. You would actually find that to be of such amazing yeah. 
value, but you know, it's, it puts things in perspective that we live these lives and all of these material things that we care about and have, and I still have them. I still have stuff, uh, in our house, I've de- I, since quarantine, I definitely have greatly appreciated the fact that Mother Nature has given me the medicine I needed to stop consuming stupid shit and realizing that I consume stupid shit that I don't need. Yeah. Um, but if there's any kind of uh, solace that I'm trying to take or anyone can take from this morning that or relate to it is rewire your brain. And so many people are already there. We all mature and evolve at different paces. But if you're not there yet, do the best you can to rewire your brain to realize that most of these things don't matter. The, the compassion with for other people and listening to other people and genuinely just respecting other people and their space, you will feel like the you have the most money in the world. There isn't a meal that you you wouldn't want to share with someone who was starving, you know? Right. You're there that that those things. I I'll, I'll ramble and get completely off topic, but you yeah, you but know what, what I mean. I mean, you matter to you. It's the relationship. It's Yeah, not, if someone said, "Daniel, you can have this brand new Lamborghini and you can get into every single sporting event you want to for the rest of your life, all you have to do is give up that lake house, that cabin. That's not even... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's But that's what I mean. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm not joking. The idea that I would even think about that... I, I know. ...is a but joke. But that's, that's what I mean. When someone go, well, what games? It's like, it's not even a question. You're like... You're gonna no, take a, I, I, you know, why? The place is made out of gold. It's yeah. made out of gold blocks. Why would I get rid of the thing that gives me right. what you think those oh, other things that's give so people? so perfectly put by you. Um, I wanna, we'll take a quick little break. And when we come back, I have another question for you that I think is maybe a second part to this letter that you're writing to everybody. And I think that it can maybe help some people. And it may be even me. All right, we'll be right back. When was the last time you did something just for you? Discover your summer essentials with FabFitFun, the best subscription box service delivering full-size self-care and wellness products delivered straight to your door. Their experts carefully pick from top trending products for you to personalize your own box of happiness. Just choose your plan and get ready for the best in home, fashion, beauty, wellness, and so much more. So whether it's the perfect beach blanket, a handy wine chiller, or aloe vera gel, FabFitFun has you covered for all of your fun in the sun needs. You'll get to choose some of the products to go in your box while the rest are a surprise. Plus, you can access other perks like flash sales and new items up to 70% off. FabFitFun is more than just an incredible value. It's me time in a box. All about the brands you love, the brands you will love, and doing something that's just for you. Visit FabFitFun.com for 50% off your first box while supplies last when you use code TALKSHOW. That's FabFitFun.com, code TALKSHOW. Hey, do you miss traveling with your besties like in Girls Trip? Do you miss going to huge family gatherings like in Soul Food? 
Do you miss meeting the parents like in Get Out? Huh? Well, actually, no one misses that. But you can still do all of these things with me, Desmond Thorne, on my podcast, Adventures in Black Cinema. Each week, I take you on a journey through a new black film, how it relates to the culture, and sometimes how the themes relate to my own life. So there's always a little tea and a slight bit of embarrassment. And of course, as a filmmaker myself and one of the blackest film nerdiest film nerds like ever, you're always in good hands. Adventures in Black Cinema with Desmond Thorne, executive produced by Amanda Seals. New episodes every Tuesday on all major podcast platforms. Okay, we are back, folks. Back uh, attack. Here's the question I have for you, Roar. And, yeah. and, and obviously, we've kind of made this, this episode about your letter to everybody, but I think that that is valuable and important. And, and if somebody says, hey, six weeks, seven weeks into quarantine, these guys spent one whole episode talking about how they were affected by it and lost, I would be like, good. good. <laughs> okay, yeah. so they address the world a little bit to their audience of people who seem to give a shit about <laughs> other people. I can live with that. That's, that's what I mean. I, the, I, this show... You know, over time, you don't know who's listening to this show and you don't know who's liking it. And all of the people that write us letters and reach out to us and all the people that read comments and all the people that post stuff and all the people that that show that they're a part of this thing called Pen Pals, you guys give us the confidence in knowing that we are talking to the people that we want to be talking to. And I just mean, I just mean Daniel... Daniel, Noah, myself. New the Noah. main thing is just no assholes. Right. Yeah. Totally. It's just no assholes. And you know what? We're really all quickly? we're all gonna get into it. We're all we don't all like everybody. Right. But just know it doesn't mean you gotta be an asshole. We just didn't no walk assholes. into the room with our with our fists already clenched. We walked into exactly. it with them open. We're happy to yeah. put them into a fist if you're gonna make me. But I would Fisticuffs. rather just yeah. <laughs> So first of all, that reminds me of something fun before I answer your question. I have heard that at last checked the poll for when people want our Patreon episodes is oh, the yeah. beginning and middle of the month. New, That's good. New Noah, if you know if you knew know that I'm wrong, let me know. Uh otherwise uh that's what I know. Okay. Uh, Nuno. Oh, my God. Is it Nuno now? <laughs> Nuno. He's like slowly becoming Neo. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm Nuno. I know. All right. The next time, he, right. Gets, the next time he gets on a mic, I just want him to go, <laughs> I know Kung Fu. All right. Here we go. I know Kung Fu. Here's my question for you. This is yes. kind of the other side to that. There are yeah. a lot of people who might be listening to this that have someone in their life that's going through a grieving process, whether that be with an animal or a family member or a job or a house or whatever, or a relationship, whatever that is. And, and they're going through that and they don't know how to be there for that person. And this is in no way me trying to get a pat on the back. The words that you said were nice enough and I would do them for you again in a heartbeat. But my question is, we can't hug. We can't hold hands but rory it's going to be awkward anyway i ask it but i think it could benefit people from the ice cream or the game or showing up that night did you feel hugged did you is there still a way that people can be like hey if someone in your life is going through something maybe you can't go up and give them a big hug anymore maybe the two of you can't go see a movie together but you being on the other end of it, Rory, there are actions that can make you feel loved and that you 
are going to be okay. And, and it's okay if you don't feel okay. And it's okay if those things yeah. I did didn't make you feel loved. You can F off. No, they did. I, I think when people... I think when people check in, I wish in, I could have hugged you, dude. Checking in, I know. I, I but, you, but Jordan and I have embraced, and we've had other friends uh, hug you? say the same thing. Oh, no, we, we've had other friends uh, that we let into the house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, just the the awareness and the checking in and the the showing of uh, of understanding. I it it. Uh, you know, I, I think I, I don't I'm not usually in this headspace and I'm not usually this person because I have not in my life experienced this in this way before. Mm-hmm. And in so many ways, that's what life is. It's gonna be all these new experiences and, and your own instinctual reactions to a lot of things might surprise you because at no point should you feel like you know exactly who you are. 100% all the time your whole life. I I don't think that's realistic. Um but for me uh you know someone people who are who listen, you know, and it's it's helping me understand what I can offer others in this situation, you know. There there will be times when, you know, I will need to be there for you. Oh, and yeah, it's dude. it's it's a matter of just saying, I I understand and I'm here. You know, there are people who said, let, let me know what you need. And, and while I don't need anything other than not even necessarily a conversation or me to just rant, but just people saying that I'm, I get it and I know. And if you want to get on the phone or you want to do any of that, or even it means, just, uh, it I'm means, thinking about you. Yeah, just that. And I've had friends check in on text and I mean even text it goes it goes a really long way to just uh know that that people are aware and you don't feel so alone in uh in your grieving. Especially at this time where people you know a lot of people genuinely physically emotionally are actually alone whether they're grieving yeah. Uh, or not. I mean, look at how popular house party is and Zoom things are and and FaceTiming and people, you know, we 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 as human beings, for the most part, the, the majority of us, we do need each other. And it's important for us. You know, our most primal thing, in my personal opinion, is is eating, is consuming food together around like a, a fire pit. I feel like that's been for so long a part of human history that that we yearn for that. And you you guys know as well as I do because we've all sat around a fire pit. There's sometimes you get into this groove of relaxation. You don't care if anybody talks. Forever. It's and sometimes best. people just and and everyone stares at the fire and yeah. everyone listens to the crackle. And then somebody goes, of oh, "Oh, that one's going that one's that one's about to break." Like somebody Exa- comments exactly. on a log, and everybody knew that that log was gonna break. And everyone was like, "I was thinking it too." And it's yeah. like you're on this mushroom trip where you're both in tune about the weirdest fucking thing, but somehow, <laughs> somehow you are. It's I, I I think, I think no matter what, it is very hard to be uh, this rock of support 
for people who are grieving because it is such a thing that you just emotionally have to go through Mm -hmm. and you can maybe hug people and you can maybe talk to people. It doesn't, those things are great and they're very needed. And if you're the person in support, just know that, just know that a text and to show, Hey, I'm thinking about you. Hey, I'm caring about you there. That transitions the energy that, that makes someone feel like they're not carrying all of this weight. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's important. It's, it's that kind of support that we, I think we think because of what I was saying about consumerism, we think these grandiose things of like, man, I wish I could take you to Hawaii right now. And it's like, you know, that the thing that is equivalent to that 400 bowls of cereal and one bowl of Wheaties is a hug. The hug is the same. Yeah. A hug is the same, or a, hey, I just checked in. You bringing a pint of ice cream is the equivalent of taking me and Jordan out for the most expensive dinner we've ever had. It's the, You'll get the same thing from those things. We just don't, a lot of times, and this is new to me, that's why I'm saying it, because these are new revelations. This is never me going, I'm so wise, and no, I'm you're the sage. You're in a I'm place not. of I'm discovery I'm learning right it now. now. Yeah, dude. But I'm realizing the joy that you get from certain moments and things, they are equivalent to other less expensive, more meaningful gestures. Yeah. You you just you you may not ever find that out unless you start to turn yourself into the person who is willing to give that support and the willing willingness to be the person who is willing to take support that's offered to you. If you start to do that, you might try start to see that the value of stuff is actually quite high and extremely inexpensive. Yeah. You know, two things that I, I remember from when I was a kid. I think it was my grandma. I don't remember. But in when, my, when, my, when my grandpa suddenly passed away, um, you know, all these people from, from our family and from Rochelle brought over casseroles and dishes and all of this stuff. And it was loving and it was nice. And, yeah. and, and it was in no way any sort of contest or anything. Although my Aunt Connie makes a great green bean casserole. But like... She does. And you know what? Even... I've never had it, but yet still... But you, if we were does your playing... Make it? If we were doing trivia and that. that came up, I would know that she does do that. <laughs> but like, uh, <laughs> I think somebody like six weeks after my grandpa passed away dropped by with food. And, and my grandma was like... That touched her on a level that like that much later... There was somebody yeah. who was like, I'm going to take care Still. of lunch for Rosemary today. Still in and it, And so yeah. maybe sometimes when you lose, if someone in your life loses anything that puts them in a grieving place, set a little reminder in your phone for maybe like a month or two later to just hit them up and be like, just wanted to know, thinking about you, hope you're still doing well with with everything. You don't have to get specific. You don't have to specifically bring that thing back up. But yeah. But maybe put that in your mind of just like someone, we talked about this, maybe it was last week, about energies and like just putting that energy out there is a thing. And when you get a text from someone that says like, hey, dude, thinking about you, hit me up if you need to, otherwise know that I care. Then you just know that energy is coming your way, even if it only went in the time it took for that person to write that it's text. Like, it's like we said before, that that is the physical action of thoughts and prayers. Yes, that is the right. physical action of saying, Hey, I, 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 even in, in the, 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 even the meta element of this is crazy, but even writing to them, you're in my thoughts and prayers. 
that is how you effectively send thoughts and prayers. Yeah, that is the actual yeah. definition, literal definition of doing that. And it, instead of saying that or just thinking it, taking that that action goes a long way with a lot of people. And I, I've been this person too. You always want, you know, I, I've said this and we've all said this and we've all heard this like, oh, I don't really know what to say. Like, I wish I could, I wish I could I say know. something to make to it better, it. but in, in, being on this side of it uh right now is my revelation that it no don't don't have the perfect thing to say and i'm saying this somewhat to my former self when i needed to help people it isn't about having anything to say it really is just about saying hey let's get on the phone for 5 minutes even if we just sit here in dead silence sure i'm not on, i'm not on this end looking at anything. I want you to know I'm sitting here. I'm on my couch. I've got the phone on speakerphone. It's sitting right here. The TV is off. And for five minutes, I just want you can talk. We cannot talk. That That is the perfect thing to say. Right. Because ultimately, there isn't anything you can say. That grief... Yeah, just be present. Internally, that grief is an individual journey that we all have to go on no matter what we mm-hmm. might physically have others and we might you know have the energy of other people but i i have to you know do a lot of work no matter what yeah. in this in this time and in this position and it's uh um it isn't about having the right thing there isn't really something to say and there really isn't the right thing to say just offering support and listening is a it is well, silence is kind of yeah, the perfect thing to say. Because the thing say. is, is like what you said. You know that old adage is like it's a thought that counts. For me, it comes down. I look at things like this. Every day has two columns. It has a plus column and a negative column. Column, right? So when Scott passed away, you you're not going to get back into the black. Like that's that that negative is so you way more negatives than you'll ever have positive for that 24 hours or you know if you look at it as a day. But for me, if I have someone in my life who's grieving, can I put some positives in their day? They don't have to outweigh it. You don't have to, like you said, it doesn't have to be a trip to Hawaii or the most expensive dinner in the world. But can I just put some positives into the day? And maybe when he passed away, it didn't feel like a positive, but it was a positive that my buddy showed up. Um, yeah. But it doesn't outweigh it, by, and nor should it. It shouldn't. I'm not there to make it, it better. Can't. Yeah. And yeah. so even when I came by in the week, uh, in the middle of the week, I knew that you might, you guys might not like that flavor of ice cream. I also <laughs> knew that you. I wish we would have said that. Like, uh, we're not really into caramel. But you know what though? <laughs> or the little thing I gave you for like going for a walk. So you were like, well, we're not really doing walks, right? I knew yeah. that I did both of those things without knowing whether or not that would matter. But what I did know is whether you liked that ice cream or not, or you were going on walks or not, you would say, that was a nice thing Dan did. So it put... A positive. It isn't about the ice cream. It's not no, about the flavor. The doesn't games. fucking matter. Exactly. The, the, the thing of it is, is it like it does matter. But go on. <laughs> it for me, it was just about. I just wanted to put a couple of positives into your day, and that positive yeah. could be like saw this. I know you love dolphins, and I saw this thing about dolphins uh, swimming in the translucent waves. Like it could be something of like, hey, I dropped this off because I have the means or the ability to do that. But if you have someone in your life who's grieving. You don't need to solve for X 
All yeah. you have to do, you don't you don't even have to do this. All I try to do, my approach is, is there any? Can I put any positives in the positive column? That I don't, I'm yes. not trying to outweigh the negative. I'm just trying to put something in that column. And there'll be other things as well. It's not all on me. But for me, that's it's, all it comes down to is just like for the people in your life that you love, try to put some positives into but that it's column. No, it's no different than, and, and this, is, uh, this is maybe, uh, and th- this is the bigger point for me personally anyways, is that you know you were a kid and your grandfather passed away and a month and a half later, someone brought your grandmother food and you saw that. You saw the gesture of another yeah, human being, and you saw the result of it as a completely neutral party of per- someone who just watched this person did this, and it had this effect, and I am aware that there is something grandiose about the fact that this was so much later, and I saw the positive effect on it. And what you took away from that wasn't necessarily, oh, okay, always check in a month and a half later. What you took away from that was... I know for a fact, because human beings are human beings, that showing up is 99% of the job. Yeah. If I show up and I say I'm here, the fact that you know me and you know my wife and my daughter and you know us and you know who we are as people, you know, hey, I didn't just show up. I got ice cream and I got games. And so the fact that I'm standing on your porch, I know you. we would be like, Jesus Christ, dude, you're the best. And then you're like, I also brought some stuff because I'm fucking Santa Claus. We were like, <laughs> this, uh, you know, you do, you do want those things. You know, in thinking about it, 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 because of how we are as human beings, if someone has passed and you know someone is mourning and you have the opportunity to make a fucking casserole or you can make them something, the last thing someone wants to do is have to think about meals because a lot of times... Your appetite is non-existent when you're grieving. And so a lot of people don't eat. Grief really physically changes people. Jordan and I were talking about this, and it it really physically changes people, and we have to be mindful of that. You know, that's when a lot of people might turn back to vices or addictions. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's you you understand it. You understand that why it can happen and how it can happen. But also there's there's other other simpler things of just people not eating and getting the nourishment that they need. And when they look in their refrigerator and they go, I just don't want to take 30 minutes to make anything. Yeah, what's the fucking point? The fact that I you look in that, yeah, exactly. But if you look in that fridge and you go, I have the energy to heat up this lasagna that, you know, someone made, you'll do that and then you'll eat it. And that the fact that someone took the time to go, I'm going to make this lasagna. If you eat it, you eat it. If you don't, if you don't. But I know that I know that you will need food, and this is a good lasagna yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. So eat it. I I I do think, in kind of my my final thought of this, because I I realize my my first letter ever to the show is the saddest, uh, but also <laughs> my I, I wanted to start off on a super sad note, but uh, and also this is how I always dreamed of promoting Robbie. Um, <laughs> I always hoped it could be on the saddest day. Um, I, I I look back and I think about the times that we spent out in that yard and 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 chatting and there were times that I said to my wife and him and when our daughter was running around and I said you know we're really fortunate we're lucky we have each other during this crazy time and I think you know as long as we're all careful off the property and we're careful with anything that comes onto the property and we're careful in our interactions with other people 
I think we're going to be fine. I think we can get through this because we have each other. And I, I always kind of wish I also said, you know, and, and I love you. It's hard for me to, to open up in many ways. I just, I didn't, I didn't grow that way. I didn't grow in this sort of open way. And I, I, I think a lot of people who lose somebody, you start to look back on the things that you didn't say that you kind of wish you would have said. I mean, I even wish that as he walked off towards that fire truck, I would have just said, I love you, Scott. I, w- I wish my brain would have been like, hey, Rory, clue in right now, because he might not come back. Mm-hmm. It all seemed so casual. I truly thought he was going to go to the hospital. It was going to be nothing, and he was going to come back to the house. And I'll, I was already planning in my mind how we would have to isolate him for three more weeks and how that was making me sad. I didn't expect the phone call that we got and I wish I would have said goodbye but at the same time what I what I learned from having not said goodbye will be so much more beneficial to all of my other relationships uh, for the rest of my life because for the rest of my life I won't not say goodbye and I won't not say I love you and I won't say hey you mean a lot to me because I don't want to look back and and feel that not not I don't want to feel guilty that I never said it. I I don't want to feel heartbroken that I never never gave you that that information that I thought was important because we as humans need each other. Yeah. And I to tell people how you feel about them is sometimes very difficult. I know as as men it can be very difficult because we are not brought up to be open. We are not brought up to be uh, uh, vulnerable. We we have been brought up in our social circles as men and in our our sporting lives. Unfortunately, not all the time, but we're brought up that you, those are signs of weakness, mm-hmm. and we're brought up to interpret that those moments and people who do that are weak, and it influences our perception of who we think women are. When realistically, in my older age, I realize women are more in tune with this human experience, I believe, than most males are. I don't think that we, in our in our shutting down how we should feel and our vulnerability, I think we bypass a lot of intellectuality of knowing ourselves and knowing how to support each other. And it, I've seen women support each other, and it's very, I'm very jealous of their inclination. But at the same time, I, I don't think we don't possess that ability. I think we've just we've slowly started to evolve away from it yeah. over time because of you know how we are as as males. I say all that. I know that's its own other other topic. And I, I'm not trying to kiss the ass of all those women listeners out there by saying y'all are smart. I ain't trying to do that. <laughs> but but I do mean I do mean that me personally, uh I see I see the value in looking back and knowing that you told the people that mattered to you that they mattered to you. Because even if they don't pass away every time you tell them they matter, that's not the point. That you might actually strengthen your relationship with them. Right. And yeah, it will hurt when you lose each other. Mm-hmm. But what was the point? Why why not make why not make the thing as strong and as good as it could possibly be? While you have it. While you have it, even if that means it's going to hurt so much uh, 
later on. The, the, the everything has, comes at a cost. Love isn't free. It comes with a lot of, a lot of pain, but would you have rather not have had any love at all right. because you're afraid of the pain? I hear you, man. I don't know what any of, any of that means. I took a lot of LSD before we well, over the last got on part, these microphones. The last part you were just reading from. My like, landlord's from, still back there, dude. I, I made I all that. You were Did just you reading imagine? from a monologue book I, for the last. I, must, I was just reading all that from how, it's called How to Podcast Compassionately. And, uh, you nailed and, it. Dude, you got the goods. <laughs> In the words of Bob Odenkirk from Mr. Show. <laughs> you got the goods. You, yeah, you, you got the goods. The audition. Well, I think this um, was valuable, and I think I think it your felt very good for me. I appreciate everyone's attention; that <laughs> matters a lot. <laughs> We've geared our lives towards getting that attention, but you, it it was deserved, brother. And uh, yeah, I think it's good. Anything else? Uh, watch Robbie. <laughs> watch Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in the mood for this. Be ready you, for Robbie. Uh, if you liked how sad this episode was, you're going to love how comical Robbie is. I think this episode was beautiful, <laughs> and I think that it was compassionate, and I think it was full of advice, and I think it was yeah. backed by meaning. Yeah. Sound well, good? I love I love, uh, I love, love you too, and I love all these listeners out there, and I love this this stupid family we're building out there in the, in the, in the digital ether that, uh, that has physical, we have physical connections. We will meet again. Love you, Robert. I know Kung Fu. <laughs> Love you, Noah. All right. You know, you know. Sincerely, your pen pals, Daniel Van Kirk and Rory Van Skull. It wasn't so long ago. A podcast network. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 
I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.